You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. Most of the people listening to this show are probably service providers or online business owners. You're an entrepreneur who's an expert at what you do, whether that is breathwork or yoga, nutrition, copywriting, counseling, occupational therapy, something client-driven, which requires clients. We talk a lot on this podcast about what it takes to be someone who is finding their own clients much of the time. So building your business, one referral, one social media post, and one testimonial at a time. Especially when first starting out, consistently attracting and acquiring clients is hard. And it does take consistent effort even when you're not just starting out too. But it does get a little bit easier when you go where your clients are already at. In today's episode, we're talking about how to figure out the answer to that elusive question. Where are your ideal clients hanging out. You've probably seen that question a lot on ideal client worksheets. Maybe you've wondered, what does it actually mean? Well, marketers use this terminology to mean which platforms are the people who you'd like to be your clients already active on. And active means where your target client already spends their time, where they engage with content, where they search for information, especially information that's connected to your product and services. And so in terms of like active on, we mean active on a social media site. So like they spend time there, they refresh it, they get notifications, they hang out there by being on that social media platform. By knowing where your ideal clients hang out on social media, you can strategically focus your marketing efforts only on those platforms rather than having to be everywhere. And then you get to create content in ways that resonate with them in a place where they're actually likely to see it. There's nothing worse than putting out a lot of content and hoping that the people you want to work with will see it and having people who are not your target client try to work with you after they've seen it or having no one reach out to work with you after they've seen it. So knowledge about where your ideal client is hanging out helps you to maximize your reach. It helps you to connect with the most potential customers in one place and that ultimately helps you to have more of a clientele, which of course grows your business. So let's do a little bit of a refresher. Ideal client. It refers to the set of characteristics that make up the type of person that you'd like to work with. So thinking about the person that you would most like to help. Let's go through a couple of examples. An example for a forest bathing guide could be an ideal client of men in their 50s who are overworked corporate types who've been told by their doctors to slow down so that they can reduce their stress. Let's do a completely different example. That is for an art therapist who could be working with women in their early 20s who are struggling with body image issues and disordered eating behaviors, and they're helping them to support their recovery. If you don't know yet who your ideal client is, Choosing a platform is not a good idea. So I want you to pause right there. The need for alignment here is real. And most times I would tell you that the order that you do things in your business doesn't matter because I really truly feel that it doesn't. But in this case, 
it does. Your ideal client needs to be defined before you start marketing on any platform. Trying to do one without the other, it just wouldn't make any sense. It'd be like talking to a stranger in Italian and expecting them to understand you without even knowing if they speak the language. The thing is to market yourself well in your business, you have got to understand who your ideal client is, their needs, their preferences, their desires, their wants, their dreams, their problems, their issues. And you need to know this before choosing platforms. Now, if you don't do this first, the problem is that your marketing efforts could be wasted. You could spend time creating content that doesn't actually connect with the right people. I don't want that to happen to you. So taking the time to define your ideal client to make sure that your marketing efforts are meaningful will help you to ensure that your time is going to be well spent. Once you have your ideal client, then you can start to think about, okay, where are they spending time on social media and search platforms? It's This is usually part of an ideal client profile. So let's talk about how to know where your ideal client hangs out. Tiny disclaimer here, sometimes, okay, often, marketing is stereotypical. It does tend to put people in a box. Forgive me if I lean that way in these examples to illustrate my point. Of course, there are going to be outliers, people who don't fit the demographics, but for this example, I might I might lean toward those kinds of examples. Let's borrow the ideal client audience for our forest bathing guide that I introduced before. So remember that their ideal client is men in their 50s, overworked corporate types, they've been told by their doctors to slow down. If we hold an image of that person in our minds, which social and search platforms come to mind first as places where these fictional people are likely spending their time online? I'm going to give you a moment to think about this thought exercise on your own, and then I'll jump in with my somewhat stereotypical assumptions. Okay, let's see if your thoughts and my thoughts match up. I would guess that based on this description, the top platforms in order, I'm going to go from most to least likely for the ideal client to be there in large numbers. Most likely, I think LinkedIn. After LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, podcast, YouTube, blog, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. That was a big long list of nine. I'm going to go through a little bit more detail. LinkedIn feels like the obvious choice here. It's corporate. Facebook is also quite likely because of the age demographic. Twitter is is a gamble. Maybe this person is there, maybe not. Probably not the best choice for a forest bathing guide to market themselves. I can't quite picture forest bathing content getting retweeted. Next, this ideal client probably listens to podcasts maybe on their commute or at the gym or driving their teenagers around. They probably use YouTube to look up tutorials or look up news. They might read blogs uh, and that would be after doing a search for something like maybe like stress reduction in this case. This ideal client is less likely to be on Instagram, TikTok, or Pinterest probably. Again, this is a fictional ideal client. I'm just going based on my knowledge of the platform demographics and the vibe to come up with this list. Of course, there would be some outlier people that fit this ideal client description, but also spend an hour a day on Instagram. I'm not saying that person doesn't exist. But the platforms near the beginning of the list, those are just more likely to have many of that type of person. You can talk to more corporate types on LinkedIn than you can on Instagram. That's just a fact of the demographics of these platforms. Now, if I had to market to this ideal client, I personally would choose LinkedIn, and a podcast as my primary platforms. They work well together because you can repost the podcast to your LinkedIn profile. And then a podcast I think could be really effective for this niche because you could put up short forest bathing practices and just have them up as episodes. From my marketer brain perspective, that's what I would do. But what do you do if you don't have that marketer brain and you'd like some more perspective without hiring a social media agency to take care of this for you? 
shameless plug for the new issue of Facet. I created this whole issue for you. If you feel like your brain doesn't naturally put all of that together, there's a 16 page section right in the middle of the issue. And in that section, I go into a lot of detail for each of those nine platforms that I mentioned. You get to see specifically which demographics, which ideal clients each platform attract, and you'll get an accurate description of the platform vibe, which is gonna just help you make these kinds of decisions. If you haven't spent time on all of these platforms, it can be really hard to know who hangs out where and what the feel of the platform is like. That's why I've done that work for you. So you don't need to make a login to each of these just to find out what kind of ideal clients are where. The issue makes it really easy for you to spot your ideal client in all of the platform options so that you can help yourself to make your decision quicker and move on to the part where you're just creating the content and attracting the right people to work with you. Okay, that example was so fun. I think we should do the other one. This was an art therapist working with women in their 20s, struggling with body image issues, disordered eating behaviors, all to help them support their recovery with art therapy. Take a moment now to get into the mindset of this ideal client. Think about what her day is like, what habits she has. How do you think that she spends her time? What platforms do you think she's hanging out on? Here's my list in order, again, from most likely to least likely, starting with TikTok, then Instagram, YouTube, podcast, Pinterest, blog, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. And I'll explain why. Women in their 20s are definitely a key demographic on both TikTok and Instagram, but I would say for this type of content, I think TikTok would probably be more successful. However, disclaimer, I would repurpose it endlessly on Instagram to reach the audience in both places if it were me. I would just save those videos without the TikTok watermark, repurpose them as reels right away. Art therapy content, I think would perform very well in video format in either place. This ideal client probably watches things like day in the life uh, vlog types on YouTube. And I would say an ideal client who has these characteristics probably listens to podcasts more for entertainment than specifically for learning or personal growth. But I could be wrong on that. That's just my assumption. But it's possible that guest podcasting or podcast ads on other people's shows might be an effective strategy. This ideal client might use Pinterest for search every once in a while, maybe for recipes or fitness ideas, and then occasionally click over to blog posts to read that same type of content. This ideal client is not very likely to spend much time on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn very much at all. If I had to market the service to this ideal client in particular, again, I would use primarily TikTok content, so videos. I would repurpose that right away. That's almost like a platform two for one over to Instagram. And then I think I'd do a series of vlogs on YouTube, like Get Ready With Me or Day in the Life, along with some interactive art therapy content, like where they could follow along with the video and try out some techniques. I also think that posting challenges that speak to that target client could be very effective, like a five-day body positivity photography challenge, that kind of thing, like maybe like a five-day body positivity selfie. Anyways, I could talk about this all day. This is a really fun game <laughs> for me. I'm tempted to like get you to call in like on like on Frasier on the radio show with a made-up niche and ideal client to just keep playing this game. And now you know exactly how old I am because I just told you I liked watching the TV show Frasier. Anyways, it really is fun for me to do this because figuring out platforms is, is kind of like a puzzle, matching it to people's psychology, everything I know about marketing and platforms and trying to make predictions about which platforms people are using most and also which platforms entrepreneurs would prefer the most. I like this sort of thing a lot. Odds are you're listening to this, you don't like this sort of thing very much. It doesn't feel like a fun puzzle to you. It feels like a stressful puzzle that has some consequences. 
Things like, if you choose the wrong platform, how are you even going to know? How much time will you have spent creating content in a place where your ideal client isn't even on there spending any time? How can you possibly guess which platforms are the answer for your ideal client without having all the information? And I really don't want you to guess. I want you to make an informed decision. And the best tool that I have for you to do that is this print issue. It's called Practical Platform Choices because it'll help you take the guesswork out of choosing which platform that you could use to market your business. So here's what an informed decision could look like when you're using Facet. You'll be asked to journal about your ideal client and then guided through asking a few questions of your current clients. You'll be taught how to navigate the profile section, what to mark off where right inside the issue of Facet, which checkboxes to use and how that all works, where to take notes, where to jot down ideas. That's all about when you're reading about each platform's ideal clients. And then after reading through the profiles, you'll be guided through this reflection note taker that helps you to make sense of the information that you just read because it's a lot. And from there, Facet helps you take your intuition and what you've just learned into account and then write out some pros and cons so that eventually you're guided through an exercise that helps you make an informed decision. Now contrast that with spending hours scrolling on each platform, stress rising, trying to understand, is this platform going to work for my business or not? And also, of course, worrying that you're going to make the wrong decision because you feel like you just don't have enough information. That is not what alignment feels like. Running your business intuitively without enough information that can go wrong. But running your business intentionally with enough info at your disposal is more likely to go right. If Asset feels like a shortcut for you to making a good intentional decision for your business, for you and for your ideal clients, it sounds like this issue is aligned for you. I'm happy to send a single issue your way. Those can be ordered at clearquotescreative.co slash facet. And if you want my help going through this, if you want help with a plan for reading the issue of facet, for filling out your reflections, advice that's tailored to your business and your ideal clients, and also of course, mindset help for all those unhelpful thoughts that might come up, the subscription might be a better choice for you. So that way, if you do the subscription, you get to access the group calls and you get personal access to me in those. And then you also get the next three issues of Facet, one per quarter for the next year. Subscriptions are also found at the same place, clearquotescreative.co slash Facet. If you have any questions on if Facet is right for you, just ask. I'll be happy to chat with you about it. Reach out to me anytime. I will tell you honestly if I feel like it isn't a good fit. The answer to the question, which social media platforms are your ideal clients hanging out on, is partly an intuitive one and partly an informational one. You need to know enough about the platform options and about your ideal client in order to find the best alignment. I hope you got a lot out of the two examples I shared and I hope you enjoyed that insight into my marketer's brain. Maybe I'll do more of those examples on social like over the next few months while this topic is our focus. I wonder if ChatGPT could code me some kind of like slot machine spinner thing that pairs niches with ideal clients or something. Anyways, that's all for today. Start thinking about your ideal client and which platforms they are most likely to be on and then get your copy of Facet to fill in the gaps of what you aren't sure of yet. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.